0: Hello and welcome to another MLB edition of the DFS Today podcast, which is brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Arrico, and I am the host of Fantasy MLB Today, which is another show on the Sports Ethos platform. And now with the other major sports, mainly basketball, winding down for the year, I'm going to be doing some DFS shows on this side to do with the Yahoo platform and obviously Major League Baseball. So we will get into some general advice, some preferred matchups tonight, uh, some guys to avoid, and also some pitchers that you're going to want to deploy uh, batters against tonight. So guys that I do not think will have great outings. Let's start off with some of the better targets tonight in terms of pitching. Uh, pitching targets. The most expensive player on the slate is Joe Ryan, and it comes with for a reason. He's been outstanding so far. He's averaged 27.4 Yahoo fantasy points per game to this point. His first start of the year was a little bit shaky against Seattle, but since then he has had three consecutive very good outings, only allowing one earned run in that time. He gets the weakest opponent that he's had to deal with so far. I mean, maybe you could argue um, Kansas City, but I think Baltimore is going to be the worst team. He did very well against Kansas City, going six innings, two hits, uh, striking out five. He is at a season-high salary tonight, and that is the only small cause for concern with Joe Ryan, is that he is $55, and he's going to be taking up a large portion of your salary should you use him. So I feel pretty pretty confident using him despite that high salary. Uh, Baltimore is not really a team that's going to give you too hard of a time. Most of the time, they do pop out. They had nine runs against the, the Red Sox the other day. But with a guy like Ryan, with the stuff he has shown so far this season and the rather sad Orioles lineup, I feel very good using him here. Uh, Despite it being a road matchup, despite it being a season-high salary for him, I feel feel good about Ryan. Uh, I don't know if he's my favorite target, but he's definitely a very good one tonight. Alec Manoa is also very interesting. $52 is a little bit pricey, sure, but he's been over 50 every game this year. It's not like this is a change. This is how expensive he has been. And he always pitches well against the Yankees. Manoa has always done well against the Yankees, uh, particularly particularly at Yankee Stadium. He's pitching at home tonight. But going back to last year, I think I don't think he's ever had a bad outing against the Yankees. Uh, he does better on the road against them for whatever reason. But he, there's something about that team. is where he made his first major league start against the Yankees. So maybe there is something there mentally with him. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is. But every time he faces them, he spanks them. And something I talked about on my show today on Fantasy MLB Today is that Alec Manoa has started 25 games in his career, and the Blue Jays have won 20 of them. So it's a pretty sure bet that he's going to be coming away with a victory. Four games this year, he has four victories. Uh, I I would, I would, He's definitely one of my preferred targets. I'm not going to say that there's one guy who is definitely a preferred target tonight because there are so many good options with so many games going on. And so many pitchers priced over $40. We have uh, about 10 pitchers in that range. When typically you might have five or six, there are a lot of really strong guys tonight. Brandon Woodruff is another one at $46. Going up against Cincinnati, who has been by far the worst team in baseball, uh, a 3-19 and record to this point of the year. You're also getting Woodruff uh, for a very low price tonight compared to where he can be and where he has been. He's at $46 compared to his 50, 48, 44, and 51. Uh, the 44 was lower because he had a bad outing in the first game of the season. He's been very hit or miss this year. He's done very well against the Pirates in one start, and then the next start, he didn't do well against them. He did very poorly against Chicago, and then he did much better against the stronger St. Louis team. So he's been a little bit of a mixed bag this year. If there is a chance for him to turn it around, it's in this matchup against Cincinnati. It's at home. They have been they've been terrible. They haven't really gotten anything from from anybody. Joey Votto is is a shell of himself. Who he seems more concerned honestly with social media at this point than he does with with playing baseball, which is kind of disappointing. But a major piece of their bat of their lineup right there, it's not really performing. You add in that there's no more Jesse Winker, there's no more Eugenio Suarez, there's no more Nick Castellanos, there's not much going on for Cincinnati. And this is a matchup where you probably should be taking advantage of Woodruff, uh, taking advantage of Cincinnati, I mean, uh, taking advantage of Woodruff's price at $46 here. Very reasonable, and I think that he'll be in a lot of lineups tonight. There's a couple more guys who are in that similar price range. We have Carlos Rodon for fifty four. And Julio Urias, uh, much cheaper, actually, at 44 Still expensive, but I'm going to be probably staying away from those guys just based on the high-powered nature of these offenses and how prolific they can be. Despite the fact that we're looking at two guys who are probably going to be in the top 5 or 10 in Cy Young balloting by the end of the year in Rodon and Urias, I don't know that this is a matchup where I would really want to use them, especially Rodon here, $54 against the Dodgers on the road. You might be asking for trouble there using more than a quarter of your salary, more than a quarter of your allotted salary for the evening on him in that kind of matchup. It's going to be really tough. He might do very well, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does very well. That's the thing with Rogan. But you have to look at the matchups that he's had so far this year at the same time. He's beaten Miami. Not a great team. Cleveland, not a great team. Sorry, he lost to Miami, but he had... A five inning, 12 strikeout performance where he gave up one earned run and they lost two to one. Uh so it was a loss, but you know, he pitched to he pitched well enough to get a win in that outing, is what I'm trying to say. Cleveland in the next outing, a victory. Uh the Mets are the only good team that he's beaten. The other team was Oakland. So, you know, he as good as he has been, there's a little bit of caution in me that it's slightly because he's beating up on these teams like Oakland and Cleveland and Miami. I think he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And I have shares in my leagues, in my season-long leagues. But I don't know that this is a great matchup for him tonight, uh, especially at this price, which is a season high, $54. I'm not totally sold. It's very similar arguments with Urias. Um, He's beat up on Cincinnati and Arizona. Didn't do as well against um, Colorado in that first start, obviously But he's not had a very tough schedule to this point in the year. So a tough team like the Dodgers, or sorry, like like San Francisco, is going to be the best team that he's had to face so far. I'm probably staying away here. Let's talk about some more middle-priced options here. And If you don't want to spend high, and there are some people who like to spend their money on their batters, they like to fill it up with all-star batters and then try and get some discount pitchers. There's a lot of different strategies, but... We'll talk about some middle-of-the-pack guys here that won't break the bank that are still more than likely going to have a decent outing. So Brad Keller for $35 at St. Louis. He's been excellent this whole year, and he's actually been pretty good against good teams and bad teams. So not, not that he's had a tough schedule really, but he did beat the White Sox, and I know the White Sox haven't been great this year, but he had a great outing against them. There's still powerful bats in that lineup that he's still... You know, not a lot of swing and miss in this game, sure, but he keeps guys off base. He keeps guys from scoring. And he's done that for four consecutive starts now. He's allowed no more than three earned runs. And he did that one time. So for $35 here, yes, season high salary, but we're only talking about a jump from 32 to 35. Keller is a fairly safe option. Paul Blackburn in that same range at $36 against Tampa Bay. He's also had very good starts this year. And the difference with Paul Blackburn is he's done it against good teams. So yes there was the victory there against Baltimore, but he pitched well against Tampa. He pitched well against my Toronto Blue Jays and he pitched very well against San Francisco. So he's doing it against the good teams as well as the bad. I have no problem deploying him here for $36 again, a season high salary, but if you're looking at him versus a guy like Rodón and you're spending $18 more, I'm going to probably go with Blackburn there. Just you know, you can utilize that money in your lineup. It is not a Terrible matchup, not a great matchup for Blackburn. It's, it's, it's an all right matchup against Tampa. Last time he was out there against them, he threw five innings of shutout ball. He struck out seven. I like him. I like him here, and I think he's a good discount play for tonight. Bruce Zimmerman is also another decent one who's done very well for a poor team. Through his uh, how many innings he pitch? 19 and a third innings, his ERA is .93. And he's striking out guys at not a terrible rate. He's averaging 9.78 strikeouts per nine innings. Could be a little bit higher, but from what we were expecting coming into the year, he's been fantastic. And he's done well against the Yankees twice, the Angels, and the Brewers. All good opponents. All good opponents, and he has not allowed more than two earned runs, which he did at one time. He allowed two earned runs to the Angels. Other than that, no earned runs for the year. It is a slight feeling in my stomach there that it could be kind of a trap scenario, but I think you kind of have to trust him. Uh, specifically, if you're in season-long formats, absolutely. Absolutely. But even here on a one-game basis, with the salary where it is, with how he's been so far pitching against these good teams, I have no problem at all using uh, using one of your spots on Bruce Zimmerman tonight. Let's talk about the other side of the equation here, uh, guys, who I don't think are going to be good plays, and guys where you can use matchups against them. So if I talk about a certain guy, uh, you can. That was not phrased very well. Let me try this again. If I'm, these guys I'm going to be mentioning now, these next couple of guys, you're going to want to deploy batters facing them tonight because these are the guys that I'm not expecting to go particularly deep into ball games that are going to get roughed around a little bit. So let's start with Eric Fetty, who's going up against the Rockies on the road. And this is definitely a common theme of mine in terms of matchup targets. Uh, you have the poor pitcher plus the good ballpark equals more than likely a bad outing. Um, when I say good ballpark, I mean for the batters, not for the pitcher. Fetty has not been very impressive at all this year in his 18 innings. He hasn't been awful. He's been very mediocre, and it's a tough matchup here. against the Rockies team that has actually surprised to this point and has done very well. So I'm not liking him here. I don't think that there's much sense in using him, despite him being only $25. You really need, for those of you who haven't played a ton of DFS, you need to have good performances from your pitchers, to win money. At least one of your two pitchers has to have a very good night, and then the other one you need to have at least some kind of decent outing, not a, not a terrible outing, or else you're going to be kind of screwed. That's where the, that's where the massive points come from, is from the pitchers, right? Uh, five points for a victory, you get a couple points for every strikeout. It's very easy for them to accumulate points where it's a little bit harder for batters. Even the greatest of batters, you know, uh, they can go for zero points or two points in one game you need to have strong pitching targets. So these guys in the bargain bin at the bottom here, there's the odd time you'll find a decent one. There was last week where Kyle Wright was very underpriced and we used him and we took advantage there. Most of the time, these guys at the bottom, you're going to want to play the matchups against them. So the next guy in that same kind of boat uh, is Bryce Wilson, who'll be going up against the Tigers tonight for the Pirates. He has not been terribly great this year. He's not been awful, and his last outing was actually not too bad against Milwaukee, going four innings, uh, only allowing one hit. I don't like his stuff particularly much. He's just he's kind of just a mediocre pitcher. I, I'm not crazy about him. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be too much going on tonight in terms of strikeouts. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Uh, you know, it's it's not ideal like Eric Fetty is but I think that for this I don't know for this matchup it's a pretty decent option there to deploy a couple of Tigers in your lineup not that I'm as certain about this one as with Eric Fetty because this one is where I'm looking at it and I'm saying you probably should get like Charlie Blackman um, if you can like a Connor Joe or a CJ Crone into your lineup tonight I don't think it's going to go very well for Washington in that same matchup uh, Herman Marquez is an interesting guy to you to play guys against for tonight. I always fumble that phrasing whenever I try and say that to deploy guys against a certain pitcher. I always I always fumble that for whatever reason. Marquez uh, in each of his last three starts has allowed four earned runs uh, and at least seven hits every time. He's better than this for sure, but I don't really like him here tonight. Now there is there are some people who will say it's a good matchup against Washington, and it is. The ballpark factors kind of mitigate that, though, and kind of take it away. There's still guys like Juan Soto and Josh Bell, very good batters on that team. And even, you know, if you're going to go and hunt in the bargain bin a little bit, even a guy like Cabert Ruiz might be a decent option for tonight. So in setting your lineups, if you're setting a lot of Rockies and a lot of Nationals, I'm going to feel pretty good about that. Let's talk about some uh, specific guys here. Uh, Also Tigers, because I don't have a lot of faith in Bryce Wilson. So guys like Spencer Torkelson and Jonathan Scope, who are not very expensive, Jamer Candelario as well. Those guys who are in that ten to fifteen dollar range. So Torkelson fourteen, Scope eleven, Candelario eleven. Those guys are going to be pretty safe guys to use tonight, I would imagine, against Bryce Wilson. Uh, a couple of Rockies too. I mean, like I said, Blackman, C.J. Crone, Connor Joe. I feel really good. Randall Grichuk. I feel really good about deploying those guys tonight. That is going to pretty much do it for us, guys. If you have any more questions, comments, or concerns, or there is more stuff you'd like to see on this channel, you guys can leave a review down below, or you can hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you the handle here. It's at Joe Orrico, at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O. Hit me up there with any questions, comments, concerns, and I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible. Guys, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, Like I said, let me know how it's going. If you guys enjoy the show, if you guys don't enjoy the show, more stuff you want me to cover, different stuff, DMs are always open, or you can just tweet right at me and I'll get back to you. I hope everybody has a successful night, and I hope everybody's seen green. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.